Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good-ass food, listening to good-ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics. Fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your hosts, Lil Robbie Vince and Nelson motherfucking Conroy. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. And welcome back to another episode of Gastro Traveling. If it's your first time traveling with us, welcome. If Hello. you're, you know, a returning listener, returning traveler, we're returning traveler to come hang out with us for a little bit. Thank you for joining us again. Yes, thank you, thank you. I am Nelson Conroy. I am Lil Robbie Vince, and we're here to talk about some music and talk about some food. Yeah. Talk about life. Talk about feelings. Emotions. Love, baby. Pain. Good, the bad. Everything. We're talking about everything tonight. Yeah, Uh, I'm very excited. Specifically tonight, Rob, what do we have? Uh, We have Changes by Charles Bradley. And then we have for food, well, Angel? Let's bring in Angel. Let's bring in Angel. We're bringing in Angel to talk about the food. Our chef. Come on, bro. Our in-house chef. Chef in high Angel. Don't know his last name because I forget. <laughs> I mean, is it okay to say my government name? <laughs> Chef That's Angel, aka at Chef and High Def on Instagram. Please check him out. He's very handsome, and he just got new braids, so he's trying to show off a little bit. They're beautiful. <laughs> yo, yo, Randy, get a picture of these braids, son. We're gonna put that on the Instagram. He's very handsome. So he not only is he a looker, but he's a very talented chef. Uh, Chef Angel, what do we have today? So we have a chicken a la king. It can be paired with any like bread, sure, pasta, rice. We have a little story from Randy in a little bit, um, but it's paired with biscuits. So I did a little like, you know, a little razzle dazzle. A little razzle dazzle. Sure. So I did uh, brown butter, um, buttermilk biscuits, and then I did. I'm gonna, a, ta- I'm, gonna I'm gonna eat while you're talking. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, and then Chicken Island King usually has uh, cherry mushrooms, peas, um, a little bit of heavy cream, and then just love. And chicken, <laughs> of course. But so I did a little, uh, I used a little bit of custard technique to like make it a little bit richer, give it like that homey vibe. So you see how it's kind of like speckly like that? Mm-hmm. I made it look like that on purpose. Okay. So that's just like the egg yolk that cooked into it very nicely. Oh my God. It's amazing. You might take a nap after this. Yo. <laughs> this is not like... This is... You might Nelson's take a nap. not here. He's somewhere else. I'm sorry. Like, if, if you, like, start dozing off during the episode, I apologize Dude, in advance. every week... <laughs> listen to me. You top yourself. Week after week, you come in with these bangers. <laughs> I just can't handle it. I travel somewhere else. My body yeah, is like, not here right... Well, my body is here. My mind is... My soul and my stomach are not here right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Earlier, someone asked me, oh, what are you guys uh, doing tonight? And I said, well, I know we got Charles Bradley, um, but then I know Angel's cooking, so like oh, we're happy with oh whatever he's making. God. I don't know what Chicken Isle King is, but Bro, I'm excited to have it. I'm eating it right now. I still don't have any idea what Chicken Isle King is. <laughs> yeah, so Chicken Isle King, like, um, apparently it's like from the late like 1800s, like almost okay. 1900s, early 1900s. Uh, the origin's kind of like weird. Mm. Uh, it's an old dish. I think it was popular back in the 50s and 60s. It's not really talked about nowadays, to be honest. 
It's a very like honestly like if you know a lot of families do it nowadays like it's a queen cool, cool it's little so dish. Good. Man, he's like on it. You really like it, don't you, <laughs> bro? Bro, <laughs> I have to eat my. Usually, I eat beforehand, but <sighs> I can't even deal you with how good it, it is. Yeah? yeah, I did taste oh it. So, so there was a story you guys mentioned. Um, why did you decide to pair it with this album? So, in an interview, he was asked a, like a little question, like, "What's your favorite dishes you like to cook?" Sure. And he just ended up saying, um, and I quote, "Oh, I know. When my mom was alive, the dish she loved." me to cook for her was homemade biscuits and chicken a la king oh my god wow thank you so he told me that's that cool. and immediately yo, you, that's it that's awesome yo you two like tag teaming on the research and the food Beautiful. skill is just like teamwork blowing our fucking minds i'm like it was so easy i'm that's like good. oh that's it yeah. like the say less i yo, never heard of it but yo me and nelson we are so fucking lucky like <laughs> we eat like kings I'm, every week i'm proud of the team that yes. we have together yes, right now thank you thank, thank you angel you. thank You're you welcome. We need a theme song for Angel, for sure. Oh, my God. Yes. That's what we need. We'll get that. We'll talk to Justin Spanos. Yes. He'll get a theme song cooking. (laughs) Beautiful. That's Angel, Chef Angel, everybody. Thank you so much. You're beautiful. Angel, oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know if we have to go back and look at all the episodes or listen to all the episodes we've recorded, but I don't think there's going to be a food Angel makes that's lower than like a nine. No, there won't be. I don't think this is oh a fucking ten. Yo, he left the skin on the chicken too, dog. This is a yeah, already ten. Ten. See, this is what's gonna happen in the future when we are rich and famous from this podcast. We're gonna have our own restaurant and uh, celebrity <laughs> chef. Shale- yep, celebrity chef Angel is gonna curate the menu and be the head chef. And- just imagine, just imagine the big ass neon sign with um, Gus just out front. <laughs> that's Just being our purple mascot guy in the logo. Yes, yes, our our purple man right over there on the screen. Okay. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I'm just eating. Can we just end the episode here? <laughs> Thanks for watching. Uh, and I can just enjoy this without anybody looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Be like a little rat, like <laughs> fucking rat in the corner eating. <laughs> All right, dog. It's so good. So. What we got? Charles Bradley. I love Charles Bradley. I uh, discovered him right before he, in tw- 2016, I believe, uh, right before he pa- this, when this album came out, right before he passed away. He passed away in 2017, which is super unfortunate. I think maybe we should start at the beginning of his beginnings. Okay. Maybe and give a little biography yeah, about him. Of absolutely. Maybe not know who Charles Bradley is and they're hearing about him for the first time. But Charles Bradley. Could I interrupt you real absolutely. quick? Absolutely. I just want to thank you because before... Nelson made me a pod or a playlist a few months back, um, and he had Charles Bradley on here, uh, like a few songs from him. And I didn't know Charles Bradley. Like I, when I heard "Changes," I knew that cover. Um, I'd heard it before, just because that's like pretty. That's a pretty popular song for sure. But like the rest of it, I was just like mind blown when I looked and I know I figured out when he was released. So thanks for you know sharing Charles. That's Bradley what I with do. Me. Sharing music is what I love to do. So go on. Sorry to interrupt. So, I wanted to thank you. Uh, this man was born in Gainesville, Florida, uh, where I lived for a few for, for a few years of my life. I spent there, and I can understand why he's so much in heartache and pain. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived there for the first eight years of his life. Uh, his mother abandoned him, and he lived with his grandmother for his childhood in Florida. And then uh, I guess his mom got her shit together a little bit and said, hey, come move up to Brooklyn. So from eight years old, he moved to Brooklyn. And from there, he uh, 
you know, things did not get better for Mr. Bradley. He slept in a base. His room was a basement with a sand floor. And like, he, what? he I guess in, uh, he used to get like whipped a lot and he just wasn't having a great time. So at 14, he ran away from home, didn't come back. He was transient. Uh, he was homeless. Eventually he joined the, um, let me read. It's here. called like the job corps or something. Yeah, He joined the job corps, which is, uh, which is something that the Department of Labor does, and it helps young men between like se- or young, not young people between like seventeen and twenty four. When was he born? So people have like a time frame because I'm not even one hundred percent. I don't know, but I would say in the fifties. Uh, November fifth, nineteen forty eight. Okay. okay, nice. Okay, so, um, oh wait, before that happened in sixty two when he uh. His sister took him to the Apollo Theater, and they, he saw James Brown perform for the first time, which inspired his long, long career. That's awesome. Um, so he saw he was exposed to it as a young man, and, and he knew his calling, even though it took him a while to become who he is. Yeah. So at uh, at a young age, he joins the 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 Job Corps so he can you know join the workforce and make a little life for himself. So. He, uh, the, what, what the job core is, is something that the, the department of labor does that helps young people, uh, become, you know, good workers and, and, and viable employees and stuff so they can have something of their own. You know, it's, I okay. think it's a good thing. I think yeah. as far as I know what it is, uh, but he was learning to become a cook, right? So, uh, he was doing that for a little bit he, and then. Something happened where he, if I got my timeline right, right. Uh, uh, later he enlisted in the Job Corps, which eventually led him to Bar Harbor, Maine. Okay, so he trains as a chef. He was in Maine. Okay. And a coworker told him he looked like James Brown and asked him if he could sing. Okay. Right? So uh, he was shy at first, but then he admitted <clears throat> it. Uh, he had a bunch of stage fright, but I guess that coworker pushed him on stage and made him perform because he heard him sing and saw, heard this talent and he just knew. Hell yeah. So he had to overcome that, went on stage and he started performing. Uh, and then he had a little band together with his, with his coworkers. And, uh, but his bandmates were later drafted into the Vietnam war and they never performed again. Really? They only performed like five or six times. But yeah, but still, like, imagine like that, like, yeah, oh, man. I think his brother was drafted too into the Vietnam War. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so, a crazy war. After 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 he worked in in, in in Maine for ten years, he decided to hitchhike across America uh, and Canada, which he lived okay. in New York, Seattle, Canada, Alaska, and then in 1977 he settled in California for a little bit uh, for the next. 20 years he did odd jobs and small shows and stuff which is such a long time and then in the 90s his mom finally called him and said hey you know you're going i know you're going through some shit i went through this shit come back to come back home and we'll you know i want to get to know my son wasn't he almost like 52 at this time like 50 at this time in the 90s he was probably like in his probably 40s Dang. He died at the age sixty eight. Yep. So Yeah, so he's like pushing mm. the fifties. Like yeah. imagine that, like your mom's calling you home. Yeah. And you're like a grown man. It's crazy. The timeline is crazy. So he he released his first album, No Time for Dreaming, 
when okay. he was 62 years old. His debut album came out in his 60s. That is unheard of. It is because people knew he was a great singer. That never fucking happened. Twenty something. But he could because he was like a like he did small shows and he was in, uh, an impersonator for so long. Yeah. He never really made his own stuff. I think that's a lesson, and it's never too late for you to succeed in something. Hell yeah! Uh, you can preach you, that shit. You know, side. I mean, I feel old being a Twitch streamer at twenty five. You know, but yeah. you know, you're never like, too, yeah generationally. You're 100%. never too old to do and be who you want to be. Yeah, and I think that's the most valuable lesson that Charles Bradley. I'm about to fucking cry because I no I'm so emotional about this, but but I think that is the most valuable thing Charles Bradley can teach us is that you're never too old. There's lessons in all these podcasts. <laughs> Hold on one second. What up? We gotta edit this for a second. Nelson, I know you want to look good. Your hair. Thank you. I sorry, I know it's still a little late. Oh, but you just put <laughs> it's all good. My fucking dog. You got me, dog. Hell yeah. Can I put your headphones on? We don't got to edit that out. That's love, baby. Either way. That's Straight fine. up, that's love. That's Thank love. You. Thank you for checking me out. How am I looking? You're good. You're good. Thank, Thank you, Randy. I really appreciate that. Sorry I didn't notice. <laughs> Sorry so, I noticed late. <laughs> when he performed... Let's start over. Let's start. Are we, oh, we're not editing this out. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't get Start now. <laughs> so, when he performed as James Brown, he did a couple, He did it under a couple different names. Okay. Rob. One was uh, the Screaming Evil Eagle of Soul. Which is perfect. Another one is Black Velvet, which I think is his main one because that's his post humanness. I don't know. I can't Whatever. Help when he after he died, the um, which that's such a cool album that I read about. And we'll talk about it in a minute. But okay. Black Velvet is the name he went under mostly, I think. And he also sometimes went under James Brown Jr. Which is, I, I like that. that. Uh, but uh, to talk about Black Velvet for a minute, the the album it came out after he died in like 2018, I think. I believe you're correct. But uh, it's, I was reading about the record label that he was under, you know, I think really gave a shit about him and really loved him. The way they curated that album was they took recordings that they didn't use for the other albums. And it's like going through his whole career pretty much. It's really, it's a really, really cool, really respectful album. Yeah. Because, you know, like some greatest hits albums are just bullshit or whatever. Yeah, 100%. But this is like... Like a like a beautiful homage to this man's career. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this man had a tough life. Yeah. He uh, a lot of his songs, not so much this album, but a lot of his songs in like No Time for Dreaming, they are autobiographical. I'm so I can't say words. That's okay. So, like, he'll talk about like his like you know, like his brother passing away being. Murdered and stuff, and by like, his, by Charles's nephew. Oh, is that what happened? I have no idea what happened. I yeah, just, it was I just, like it was one of his brother's sons. Like, oh, really? Shot and killed Do you know him. the story? Not one hundred percent. I was sad, <laughs> but yeah, his um, I can't remember how old he was, but yeah, his his brother was murdered by one of his brother's sons, like shot and killed. Um, which is crazy. Which is also like kind of why his wife had a. Oh, you got the story. What's up, story? Um, I guess his older brother Joseph was robbed and murdered by Bradley's nephew. So yeah. Wow. The fuck. It's yeah. That's awful. But in one of the songs he talks about like waking up to the sirens and his mother crying. Oh my god. And him running out the door and. <sighs> wow. That's heavy. Well, like his mom went to. Had a stint in jail, a, similar to him with um, self defense. He like 
stab somebody with a knife out of self-defense. Oh yeah, that's what. That's why he left Maine. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, and then um, his mom because there was an altercation. I was listening to an interview him of him where he was talking about how uh, he had an argument with some waitress bitch or something. What? Where she was? He was. They were like, he's not making a burger correctly or something or whatever. And then he went out and talked to the customer and said, "Hey man, how was your food?" He said, "Fine." So like. She was just being a bitch, and they got into an altercation, I guess, and her lover, boyfriend, whatever, came in and tried to kick his ass, and he fell to the ground, and he saw like a knife or something, so he grabbed it to defend himself. That's what happened, and then he went to jail, Yeah, and he was threatened by police. He's Yeah. His his mom went to jail for a self-defense thing, a shooting in self-defense, an argument over rent money with, I, I think just her boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting out of jail, like at the same time, but like on opposite sides of the country, which is crazy, which I believe is in when she wrote to him <laughs> just to explaining, like, like you said, like, I know you've had a hard time and like, so have I, and like, just to explain her story. It's like why they haven't been a family, man, it's hard to talk about this stuff. Like having like a family of my own, like just imagining like, I can't imagine a, a week without my wife and my son. I couldn't imagine decades without my boy. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. And then, like, people live that all the time. Yeah. So, it's very, very, very powerful, this album. And I am I really want to listen to both of his other ones as well. Through, through all of his pain, and I'm reading this right from the uh, Daptone, which is the record label. Okay. His website like his biography a little bit, something they wrote, I thought that was really beautiful is he felt that if he loved enough, if we all loved each other enough, we could take away the world's pain and sadness. That is why he jumped off the stage and literally, literally tried to hug everybody he could. It's why he took such great care of his mother that abandoned him. It's why he sang and danced like a lunatic. It's why he screamed like an Eagle. And that's why we love him from Daptone records. That's amazing. Yeah, man, that, record label to think so highly of him. I think it's because it's not like one of the big yeah. faceless ones that um, they were telling the story of the guy. Uh, his name is Gabriel Roth, better known as Bosco man. <laughs> uh, something happened where it's kind of a mystery where, where he doesn't even know somebody told Charles Bradley to go to his house. He doesn't even know how he found his home address what? and say, Charles Bradley said to him, I say, I heard you're looking for a singer. Come check me out. That's and, badass. And, and Gabriel Roth, excuse me, went to go check out uh, his James Brown impersonation show. Nice. And that's how they discovered him. And he eventually introduced him to uh, Tom Brennick, the, the songwriter and guitarist for The Bullets, and then later became the... Uh, Manahan Street Band, which is the whole the whole yeah. live band that that plays with him. And didn't that didn't he produce a lot of this album? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a producer. He, That's he's, amazing. He's, yeah, he's the leader of that band that is oh accredited with this whole album. Uh, they're really good. So when they met for the first time, I guess they really hit it off. Him and Bradley, <laughs> and Bradley just asked him to play some music, and he just came up with lyrics right on the spot. <laughs> what? Because it just is in his soul. Yeah. So they wrote a bunch of songs together, 
and uh, the his original record like song came out in 2002, which is like on some uh, Daptones like compilation album of the record company. Oh, that's so cool. He technically released a music, but not a debut album. Yeah. So he was out there, but nobody knew who he was. Whoa. It wasn't until 2011 where he released No Time for Dreaming and then 2013. Changes. Was it Changes? I thought Changes was 2016. It's 2016. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Victim of Love, I think it was 2013. Yep. So he just came out with all his music. But the craziest thing is, the saddest thing is, is he released it when he was 62. Uh, and he's getting all this love. He's finally reaping, you know, all the benefits from all the struggles and all his talent. Decades of hard work. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This man deserves everything he got. Yeah. Towards the end, but he ended up getting stomach cancer on, while on tour for this album in 2016. Oh my god. And you know, through all the pain of that and everything he had to go through with that, he was still recording as much as he could. Oh my. Just, god. just, just to give the people. You know, more just art. to spread like his his yes, absolutely mission was spread love. And then he wow. sadly passed away at the young age of sixty eight in twenty seventeen in September. You know, um, our friend Stephen Gold saw him. Yeah, before he passed. Yeah, that's I'm jealous of that. Because <laughs> Charles Bradley would have been he uh, performer. I know performer. He's like I. I, I, I used to describe him as James Brown with depression, Fuck. but I kind of feel bad saying that, but Randy. it's kind of true. Yeah. Uh, but I think I like him better than, I love James Brown, but I think I love Charles Bradley even more. Yeah. Just because he's just, you know, I don't know. He's just, he's got something about him that I just, he's kind of adorable too. Yeah. <laughs> Charles yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. So. You have anything? You have anything else on on, on his bio before we get into this this specific album? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, so when he found success, um, family members and people like in his community would call him like a pander to white people, uh, because he would have like you know people that worked at the label. Oh wow! Yeah, like come over to his house. And everybody and, in the band was white too. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and they would just like give him a ton of shit about it and um just all the time like that's all he would hear is that he was like a pander to white people um and then <coughs> but what he despite all that charles wanted to just heal others and a quote um on like his grieving process of one like dealing with like the loss of like loved ones and the loss of like even like grieving like how he's at this point in his life and he's getting success and like he's not accepted by other members in his family because they're calling him all of those names and things like that. As he says, I want to sit in my own sorrow, cry it out, talk to God and say, give me strength, wisdom. And then, um, so still through like, you know, just hearing all that shit and like, you know, you're at that point in your life where you're hoping that like your success will bring success to like your loved ones and your family. They reject you. It's just like, that's gotta be fucking tough. So with that, he, instead of like opposing it and meeting it with like hostility, he just prays and asks for strength to like hold even more pain and more burden. Sounded like they were jealous. Yeah, that's what you know. Not getting all the information, but what are you telling me right now? They s- sounds like they were jealous of his success. 
Yeah, which it could be that. So here's a very long quote from a another interview okay. um, where he was talking about. Um, yeah, because like like yeah, like you said, everyone in that band was white. So like he had white musicians, and then all of them like coming into his house in Brooklyn. Um, Charles said to this, maybe that's why down in the hood I don't have too many friends because I want change. A friend of mine said, "You see all the white people moving into the neighborhood." I said, "It's beautiful." They call me an ass kisser. I say, man, you don't even know that guy. Why are you hating him? Because of what his ancestors did? If you're a real person, I don't care if you blue, I'm going to be your friend. Everybody's tired of all the hatred and animosity. I just want to live. I I really I really love his outlook on life. Yeah. And he's, then like <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, I'm just I'm And then I, I just wrote to that. I said we should all just like listen to that and like stop the hate and just bring in the love because that's all this man was asking for of like his peers and his family got hate for it and it's it's true like that's literally how everybody needs to live something i i i listened to him say in an interview was that he's never felt true love because they everybody just uses them and and they don't want how deep he is is what he said and how deep of a love he is or whatever yeah, it's cause sometimes when you're sad. sometimes when you're so genuine, even then sometimes mm-hmm. people still want to write you off as like yeah. not being like they don't believe who he's you the are. Fucking guy though, he's yeah. so fucking cool. <coughs> Good guy. It's so Can you imagine sad. He, like I only know him from like his singing the six when he's sixty years old. I know. Can you imagine when he was twenty? Bro, that? that's the fucking, energy. Yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame. You know, it took so late, but it's a blessing that we got to know him at all. Yeah. And just, but it also adds to like the pain and like the, mm. just so much soul and emotion in his voice just really just makes his whole album like an experience. Like I will say for me, it's a hard album to write a lot of notes about and yeah. it was a lot to process and it's a lot to think about, but just like do yourself a favor, listen to the album. Please. It's just text me <laughs> and I'll give you a playlist of all his good music. There you go. DM me or whatever. And I will show you because there's even a song. I just have to talk about this for a second. How about it? There's a song on No Time for Dreaming, which was the original name of this podcast that I pitched. And that's true. That's I, fucking because true. Because I thought that was a cool, a cool name of something, and it might yeah. be something someday. But No Time for Dreaming because our Patreon, maybe <laughs> No Time for Dreaming because we're trying to do we're trying to get up and do our thing. Yeah. Anyways, there's a song on this on this album. I forget what fuck it's called. On this album? No, no, no. On, oh, on, on no, time for no Time for Dreaming that everybody needs to listen to. It's called Randy, help me out here. It's it's called Since Our Last Goodbye. Ooh. That's what it's called. Since Our Last Goodbye. And it's it's not even James, he's not even singing. It's 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 it just an instrumental. Mm-mm. Oh my Jesus Christ. The title alone is getting me Dude. It is such an emotional... It's probably the most emotional instrumental since fucking Beethoven. No way. <laughs> Yo. Anyways, I everybody checked it out. Since I last goodbye, Charles Bradley and the Monaghan Street Band. Nice. That's the right name for it, right? That's the name of the band? Oh, I have all that. Sure. Monaghan? Uh, uh, M-E-N-A-H-A-N. Menahan? Monaghan? One of those, yeah, that's fine. That band. But yeah, there's three full bands on this album, which is yep. wild. And two additional musicians, which, like, beautiful. They're all credited. So, like, that's. It's all love. Like, that his all whole love. album, start to finish, everyone's listed on the songs. Like, it's. 
credit is given, so it's just love is spread on his album and his work, which is amazing. But I think this is one of the coolest openings. Yes. To a song. Oh my god, yes. To an album. Fuck. God damn it. It's amazing. Back up, back up. Album. (laughs) So, it's him just introducing himself and who he is. Hello, I'm Charles Bradley. Hello, I'm Charles Bradley. Very similar to uh, Johnny Cash, and it's kind of humble, and he's just telling who he is. He came from, you know, he came from hard licks of life, and that he understands that America's his home. And America's been hard and sweet to him, uh, but he wouldn't change it and made him strong. Uh, America, to him, represents love for all and humanity to the world, and he says it from his heart. This, this, I love this mindset so much, Rob, Mm -hmm. because people that say they love America are usually fucking racists, right? Yeah. But I think America... Generalizing. But yeah, I know what you're saying. uh, I'm saying, like, the people that wear, like, Make America Great Again shit, right? Yeah. I think the true meaning of America is what Charles Bradley thinks of it. Is that, you know, it's not perfect. It's not... It is beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's hard. It's It's a hard place, but it is ours. Yeah. Fuck the racists. Fuck, Fuck, you know, people think that America is a Christian white country. No. America is for every single person in this country. Yeah. And I love it. I love America oh, yeah. with everything I have. Yeah. I, you know, when somebody says they're patriotic, you think, which kind? Which kind are you? <laughs> <laughs> but America, America be the, can be the fucking worst, but it all can, also can be the fucking best. It also yeah. can give you opportunities. <laughs> that in other places that you are not allowed yeah. to have. Yeah. And the true I think the true meaning of America has been lost to a lot of people and they I think agree. it should be, you know, Christian whatever. It should be some particular way but which he speaks on on this album. Literally literally it, it it is a melting pot and it should be a melting pot and it should be about diversity. It should be about love of culture. Love of it, that's Rob, that is the perfect way to put it. Clip that. <laughs> America is about the love of your neighbor's culture. Yes. And not being self-centered. And I think that is what accompanies... Accompany, I fucking can't talk. But I think yeah. I think that is what <laughs> Charles Bradley is all about, is loving people who don't look like you. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's bottom line is what America is. Because every, every person you see is a person. Yeah. Like... You gotta, you gotta see people for. Hey, me and you, we're not the same thing. Mm. But I go through shit. You go through shit. We both do. So one of us is not better than the other, and one of us should not claim that they are. And you know, Rob, what really makes me kind of upset, makes me sad, mm-hmm. are the young people that say "fuck America." America is the worst. America sucks. But then you just, you're just handing America right over to the fucking racist yeah and people that are you know like the redneck type or whatever yeah but you're just handing it away everyone needs to be open-minded you you need to fight this is ours and this is going to be how we want it to be and that's what america is yeah that's my little soapbox hey i love it and also like this it almost sounds like this intro to the album it almost sounds like he's reading a a love letter to america sure 
Sure. It's like a America like could a, be a bitch sometimes, but I love you, dog. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. Like I have America, you've been real honest, hard and sweet to me, but I wouldn't change it for the world. That was fuck, I wish I wasn't talking because that sounded so <laughs> amazing. But like just those lines. You've been real honest, hard, and sweet to me, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Like that that sums up everything we were just talking about. It's amazing because like what he's saying is like the hardships and like what we both think are make life worth living and without pain, we wouldn't feel joy and without struggle, we would not know triumph. And that's like one, that's this podcast and two, that's kind of like how I feel about this, this album. Like it's a perfect, like it makes the brain start going because he's in his sixties. And so, like, he went through everything. Yep. Says this to let you know who he is, what he thinks, his point of view, his pain, his passion, and the emotion behind this project. And just in doing that, it really, like, it should remind people, you got to have the bad for the good. So, that's just, that's what, that's <clears throat> track one for me. And this, it bleeds so perfectly into the next song. Oh, my God. Uh, the next song's title is Good to Be Back Home. Where he. There's nothing to say. Dog, I, it's so hard. Because it bleeds into. America! Come back home! Good God! Everything I've been through! I love it. I love it, too. I love that. But it's got like the cool horns in it. Oh my God, I know. It makes me want to walk down the street real cool. Like you, I have the organs and the drum set up the vibe for this song. And that's how I was, when I was listening to it and write my notes, I was literally like, like I'm walking through like a fucking movie. <laughs> like you're in oh. Spider-Man 3. Yes, I'm Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. I'm not doing that shit. But that's James Brown in that movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. A, a little personal to me when I when I when anytime I come visit home uh-huh. uh, from Gainesville and I would be on uh, Interstate ninety five, I would get off the exit, cue up this song, <laughs> and to be back at home now, <laughs> the land where I was born now. Good God, <laughs> I love it. Was it the perfect runtime too for you to get from ninety five to the house? I don't think so but no but it's 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 pretty close, pretty close. and it was such a vibe it got me hyped to see oh yeah my puppies <laughs> good god good to be back at home not it made me so hyped to see my puppies <sighs> what else you got i got some lyrics but what you got anything else so um going back to like the letter and this song he has sometimes it hurts so bad sometimes so good <laughs> Um, I went all over the world to show love. I seen a lot of pain all over the world to know just who you are, sharing love all over the world. That's like um, through a verse, but it just goes to just fucking spread that shit. He's got one of those voices that you can just, he can just scream, you know, his screaming eagle. Oh my God. And it sounds beautiful. It's a perfect name. It's so cool. It is. Yeah. It exactly what, what. What is him? Yeah, if you if you played this album for someone and you're like, guess the year, and no one. Would oh yeah, you get think that it sh- came out in the no 70s. one would get it right because they would just 2016. Are you crazy? Yeah, no, it's it's so reminiscent of just <laughs> yeah. a, a, a different era for music. It's like we got a second coming of James Brown. Yeah, honestly, much. yeah. But, uh, but 
the thing is, uh, when uh, ba- going back to his like bio a little bit, when he met uh, what was his name, Tom Brennick or whatever. Yeah, I believe so. He, you know, he kept wanting to do a James Brown impression while he's singing his own songs, but they finally found his own voice and Ooh, find I like what that. he should sound like. And that's why he sa- doesn't sound exactly like James Brown anymore. Yeah. You can tell where he could be really good impressionist of him. Yeah. But he sounds like himself. All that inspiration. I mean, that's the inspiration of a little boy seeing James Brown. Of course, it's going to yeah. be through. I hope there's a young man that saw Charles Bradley, Stephen Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Gold. <laughs> Stephen Gold in the 60s is going to release a uh, soul funk yeah, album. That's weird. You just said in the <laughs> 60s. That's fucking crazy. In thing. his 60s. No, I know. But like in like the 2060s. I think, that's not going to be in 26. That'd be like the 2040s, no? If he's 20... <laughs> let's say he's 26 right now. It'll be in the 2060s. Oh, that's 40 right. years oh, away. Fuck. Damn, son. All over the world. All over the world. So track number three, Nobody But You. This song is really cool. It is. It has a kind of a secret sample in it. I don't know if you know this. I don't. I did not write a sample for uh, that. What is it? Dude. It's because I heard this song a long time ago, and I love this song, but uh, I, it's like a couple minutes into the song, it starts to go, I said, what the fuck is that what from? Is that? I know this. Nelson, what the fuck is that? It's Summer Breeze by, Randy, help me out here. It's by somebody, <laughs> but it's a song, Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Shit. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. It's a sample that is like so perfect, and it shows up. And it's beautiful, and it's so short in the song. Yep. Is it a uh, Seals and Croft? Yeah, Seals and Croft. Oh my god! It's genius where it is, and you won't even you won't even know. It's so oh, it fits so song. perfectly. Yeah, if it's yeah, I think I know the moment where it hits, and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh my, I did not yeah. even. Wow. Makes me feel <laughs> the background vocals in this song are the background vocals to the album, but this song is they're so beautiful, mm. so gorgeous. What you got? What you guys say? That was my note for this song. Oh, okay, I got some. Um, so I said that the, I, the guitar sound like it's the the guitar singing. Um, which like as soon as it starts and they're fucking just ripping on that, it's just amazing. And then the horns come in and just like hey, add. So the just the, the horns throughout this album are so beautiful. I know. I love horns so much. I love yeah. brass. Yes. I'm sexually attracted to brass. <laughs> 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 All right. It's each his own, I guess. Uh but <clears throat> I have uh sounds like a confession of like pure love for someone. Um and then in verse two he says, I know times are hard and I know what you're going through, but baby, hold on, hold on to my love. I will take you through, bro. He will carry all of your pain and just help you. I love this man so much. He's great. That's how I am. I'm a, I'm emotionally of service for everybody around me and it's hard sometimes, but it's worth it because like, if I can make your day a little bit better, it makes me feel so good. I just, I love like everyone that's around me that I fuck with. I love everybody like so much. So, Just just listen to that. I was like, Psh. me too. Uh, and then it's again, it's just Charles explain. Uh, just, you know, it's just showing his character of 
Whatever he can do to help you get through that tough time and that challenge, he is going to do. See, it's 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 sort of a challenge talking about these albums versus like last week. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of lyrics to break down. Uh, we it's just kind of get feel. a boner over the horns. Uh, <laughs> and we say, listen to it. But there's not really, you know, a lot of lyrics to break down because they're so simple and... I don't know. Us talking doesn't do it justice. No, you have to exactly hear the man's exactly. emotion yeah. and you got to hear the yeah. soul and you got to, you have to feel it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So listen to the fucking album. Please listen to that. Yes. Album. Listen to every album we cover. Oh, well that goes without saying. That goes without saying. It fucking better. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> this should intrigue you enough to listen to this album. It's not very long. It's about 40 minutes long. So you should definitely check it That's out. Good. And the cover is uh, Oh, it's great. And on the back of it, you can't see it, but we'll we'll post it. We'll later. post it. The back of it is a painting where I'm not too sure. Randy's looking at it right now, but it looks like it's a painting done by Charles Bradley in 1982. It looks like it's signed. It's, signed. it's it's a painting of like a beach, and it's signed C. Bradley, 82. 82. Yo, Which if I it wish is, I could paint. You could paint. I've tried so many. I'm times. telling you right now, if you pop on a Bob Ross. Episode oh. one time, and you follow him to a T. You could paint. Yeah, I'll be hitting that rewind button so many times. Anybody could paint. It's true. I just wish I could paint. You ever like, watch Ratatouille? I wish I. You I ever watch Ratatouille? I, I have. Anybody could cook. Everybody could cook. Anybody could, Anybody cook. could paint. I want to paint us a mural, but like it'd be really good. That's what I want to do. We should get a fucking mural done. I would love a mural, bro. Could you imagine if we had a mural, and then this is like the focal point of the mural right here. Damn, son. I Damn. For the audio listeners, I pointed to the album <laughs> on the wall. Yes. But I think that would be really cool. That would be beautiful. Yes. It's okay. a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Stop quoting Mac Miller. I Mac can't. Miller was last week. I can't. I listen to his tiny desk twice a day every uh, day. Randy just confirmed that it is a painting done by Charles Bradley. Any more information on it? Uh, it's this Seattle coastline. Wow. Oh, my God. Cool. Multi-talented man. Renaissance man. <laughs> It was confirmed by him himself on Twitter. Back he in tweeted, March. bro. He tweeted. <gasps> yes, he has Damn. his own Twitter. Well, not anymore, but well, yeah. He tweeted though in his sixties. I love that. A, the word for word was fun fact: the painting of the Seattle coast featured on the back of the cover of Changes was done by me back in nineteen eighty-two. There's no way he's tweeting fun fact. Uh huh. Fun fact. <laughs> Yo, that man's it's, fucking showing us it's up. It's got that check right next to it. That's okay, but that's like his team doing it. it fun fact does not sound like him. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Fun fact, guys. Who I'm knows? Charles Bradley. I painted fun something. Fact. Hello, I'm it Charles. Just sound, it just doesn't sound like yeah. him. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a team. It's all good though. But oh my god, yeah, that's all I got. Ain't gonna give it up. Ain't gonna give it up. What do you think he's talking about in this song? Uh, His V card? <laughs> I don't know, dog. Um, possibly one of my favorites on the album. Really? For the I, dude, the, the bass line is... The bomb, bomb, ba-dum, ba-dum. It's cool. It, it is so cool. Me go in. Oh, yeah. I can't listen to the album without fucking moving. It's so fucking good. Yeah, yes. just a little bit. Just a, just a little. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, at work, I work in a kitchen. Uh, mm mm-hmm. And I think some people might get annoyed with me because I played Charles Bradley so often. <laughs> <laughs> They're so, like, what the fuck? I hate James Brown. <laughs> they wouldn't know, even know who that motherfucker is. You don't even is. know, son. <laughs> hey, James Brown, get out of my kitchen. Um, 
No, this song, the fucking vocals and the music together are so raw. Everything just sounds so like unrefined and just so emotional. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Yeah. But no, I think this song is like it highlights like the small things in a relationship that are not highlighted in the day to day conversation that that are in the day to day conversations that are not highlighted in traditional media and movies and music like the, the this song covers those things and it highlights them so eloquently it's amazing um and it just discusses like the ups and downs of people when they feel like completely like open and vulnerable with each other that's a good way to look at it like when you finally make love to a woman for the first time it, this song will click what the <laughs> i'm fuck? sorry i'm sorry sometimes you insult me so i was trying to switch it up okay but our audience knows and from 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 <laughs> That I fuck. That I fuck. <laughs> I'm so loud. This episode, I love it. Ooh. Our audience knows that I fuck. Our audience has got to know by now. I mean, I'm I'm suggesting Charles Bradley. They know. <laughs> Charles Bradley can set the mood. I never tried it, but it could work. Yeah, but make sure you try it on like the the the. None of, none of the sad shit. Never mind. I don't want to diss any ladies out in the world. What are you trying? What I was gonna say, make sure you do it on like the right lady. See, you kind of sound like I'm dis- all the ladies are right. <laughs> I winked for the audio listeners. <laughs> A wink. <laughs> but that's that's all I got on that one. But yeah, it's just you got you got to listen to it. it. Speaks for itself. Changes. This 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 song is what introduced me to Charles Bradley. Changes. It's a cover of a Black Sabbath song. Which is so wild that you would even put those two together. I know. That it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Whoever, you know, the producer that we talked about earlier, I think is the guy that it came up with that. I mean, he has like a Nirvana cover too on his other albums. And he, has, he, does, a, he does a Neil, Neil Young cover. Uh, and Wait, what's, what's up, Randy? Will you please look up what both of those covers Nirv- are? Nirvana, he does uh, Stay Away. Oh my God. And Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Yeah, Hell bro, yeah. I want to hear that. It doesn't yeah. sound like either of those. Songs. It sounds like his own. Yeah, song. no. We'll Same thing with after. changes. Changes. It does not sound like Ozzy mm-hmm. Osbourne. And uh, in in if you watch the pretty famous <coughs> uh, YouTube video of him performing it, he talks about how he never heard of Ozzy Osbourne before. Yes, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Who's never heard of Ozzy Osbourne? I know, but it's amazing. I love these I two love worlds Ozzy. combined, and he talks about how. You know, the lyrics really spoke to him because uh, I think Ozzy Osbourne kind of wrote it in like a romantic way. Yeah. When he first re- um, wrote it, Black Sabbath or whatever. Then when Charles Bradley like turned it, it, went, it was it was about his mother who passed yeah. away. And, and it was super emotional for him because like the lines are like, it took so long like to get to this place or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Oh. I don't have the lyrics right in front of me, but uh, but it's all about him and his mother, and like him saying his last goodbye to his mother, and how he's going through his own emotional changes, mm-hmm. and it's just so fucking sad. But what's up, Randy? You want the lyrics? No, no, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. And then fucking Nick Kroll's got to come in here. What? Nick, Kroll. I don't know if I know the story. Oh, listen to me. This is why I want to do this episode so soon in the fucking podcast, because I want to fucking call out Nick Kroll right now. Do you know who Nick Kroll is? Yes. Comedian Nick Kroll. Comedian. 
fucking Nick Kroll. There's a show out there called Big Mouth. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, the animated thing. I'm never Fuck giving that it time. show. But listen to me. This man, Nick Kroll, took this beautiful cover of this song mm-hmm. and put it as the theme song for a show where kids fuck pillows. This beautiful song about his mother who passed away and he's getting it in his soul. That and he fucking does, he puts it so it cheapens the song. Yeah. It pisses me I off. I didn't legit. know that. I didn't even it hear that. It legitimately pisses me off. And Nick Kroll thinks he's he's doing a service to everybody that he's fucking showing people that would never know Charles. Fuck that. We're doing the service to people who don't know Charles. It's Bradley. so disrespectful. And I think that is what truly gentrification is, and 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 whitewashing something, in a way. Yeah. Because it's taking it and and putting it and making it. Fuck! If he wanted the song so bad, he should have did the fucking Black Sabbath version. Because yeah, we'll cover it your damn self. I have a lot of problems with that. Fuck Nick Kroll. If I ever see this motherfucker <laughs> That's what in the say. street, listen to me. I'll say, "Hey man, why'd you do that? That really disappoints me." Why did you? I'll do say it? that to him right to his fucking face. You were that's a that's gonna hit. You disappointed me. You Nick really Kroll. disappointed me, Nick Kroll. I know you never heard of me, and you're way su- more successful than me. But for why did you do this for now? In this moment, right now, why did you do this? Why did you do this? We're you could have made your own fucking shitty We're show coming. with a fucking original sound fucking theme song, but you had to fucking. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Don't even think about that when you check it out, because it's so good and it'll get you in your feelings and in your mm-hmm. emotions, and you'll go down a YouTube rabbit hole of all these fucking sad ass songs, and you'll turn yeah, out like yeah. me. But I mean, if people didn't put the timeline together. The estrangement from his mother was like, was decades long, mm. which is just again, well, fuck. But then he has so much love in his heart that he comes back. I know he cares for her for twelve, with his mom. twelve years before she passes. Was it twelve or fourteen? It was probably. I think it was twelve. I think so. Yeah, it was twelve. He like, he like, he took care of his mom. Like yeah. he's cooking for her. like this. That's why. That's why this food was so good, because like the story behind this food made it so much better. Yeah, yeah. Food it, it, ten. It, it, it connects. Yeah. It connects uh, to every it connects everything. The so the day that she passed, mm-hmm. he had a show. Oh shit. And he still performed it because his producer was like, You don't have to do it. And he wow. said for his own sanity, like he has to. That I understand that. Yeah. Because was it if, after she died he went to go perform? It was the day, yeah. Like she died that day and then he had a show scheduled that night and he was like, We'll cancel the show, you don't have to do it. And he said for his own sanity he had to do it. Because here's the thing, that. like if you just like stop and you don't perform that night, when are you going to start again? Yeah. That's a, that's a, well, I think even doing stuff that seems normal to get your mind off all this mm-hmm. sad shit that he's going to go. And you know, when he performs, he's going to get so much love and yeah. admiration. And, mm-hmm. and I think that probably made him feel better. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Damn. I wish I went to go see him. <clears throat> I know. Fuck. I wish I knew who he was like years ago. I just I don't know. I this was before I did my my concert stink. Yeah. Stint. Stint. Thank you for understanding what I'm trying to say. I got you. Uh twenty seventeen is when I went to go start uh hitting concerts pretty hard. Yeah. Uh and he died in twenty seventeen, so that That's, didn't really yeah. line up well. But fuck. Um I have a little bit about his background. Okay. Uh, for this. Um just to like add to like why it 
is such a beautiful cover, like dedicated to his mother. Mm-hmm. So he has all this love for his mom. Uh, his mother, Inez, left him with her mom when he was less than a year old um, down in Florida, like you discussed earlier. And then, yeah, when he left New York and didn't come back until he was almost 50, like that is, that's so much gap in time. And then like we to come back and then to care and take care of his mom, like hand and foot for the last 12 years of her life and cook meals for her and just be there for her and live with her. And then she left her house to him, which I believe, which I believe he lived in until he passed. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, he like lived in it with like his little sister too. Like he's just like such a, like a family (laughs) man. Yeah. Um, he just seems like a genuine good dude. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's the lyrics for the song. Like you said, like the, it took so long because they both had such a hard life. I think that, kind of like just that's kind of what kept them apart you know was his life you think what i think that's what makes a good person is going through hard hard heartaches and pain like that yes is, you know understanding the hardships i think people that have an easy life are more likely to be like rob <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you're I'm just, just coming back at me. <laughs> no 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 people that, that have kind of an easy life um are usually not very are kind of assholes people who grow up in a fake environment are pieces of shit i'll say that right now yeah that's all i'm gonna say yeah um i think i think the our audience is smart enough to understand what we're trying to say here yeah and and here's the kicker for me as a parent and for parents out there you want nothing but the fucking best for your children but you know if you do not let your kids feel pain if i don't let oliver go through hard shit He's gonna be lame, and he's gonna be boring, and he's not gonna have personality. So I gotta let him. That's why you call him a nerd all the time. <laughs> that's why I just kick his ass. <laughs> no, but like he, uh, no, but like that's like the struggle. Like you gotta let him. Like you cannot baby your baby. Like he's literally not two, and I like go through it every day. Like, all right, boy, you gotta like cry it out a little bit. You gotta feel what emotions are. You gotta feel what struggle is. Even like throughout. Like I'm not fucking. I don't leave him. You know what I mean? Okay, but the coolest people have the shittiest childhood. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to be a good-ass dad, but, like, he better not be fucking slipping because then his life will get a lot harder. But we're setting something, it up perfectly. But Something something I've read about pa- parenthood. I'm not a parent or anything, but... Yeah, you can speak uh, on it. Everyone's free to speak on it. Fuck that of people who say uh, you can't. If... What was it? It was something like, uh, if you make your kids... Cr- you can be the fun a fun grandparent. If you raise your kid, you can be a fun grandparent. If you have if you be a fun parent, you have to raise your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Damn son. Yeah. Uh that kind of like that kind of holds true like in a lot of scenarios. Um That's yeah, (laughs) yeah. You can't say it like for everyone because like sometimes like it's just it is what it is. Like you gotta like like grandparents just like help in the situations. But yeah, when I'm a fucking grandparent, my my kids gonna be taking care of me. I'll be like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn into fucking. Oh my god, what's his name from Lethal Weapon? What's his name? Danny Glover. Yes, I'm gonna turn into him real fucking quick when I hit sixty. I'm too old for this shit. Exactly. You know who wasn't too old for this shit? Who? Charles Bradley. Charles Bradley. 
<laughs> I'm gonna just say it so they do shit for me around my house. I ain't mowing my lawn anymore. Uh, ain't a sin. Ain't it a sim? I like this. It's like driving music. It's got a really cool guitar in it. Yes, it does. It's so good. Something I didn't realize it when I watched it for the first time, but in the show, Luke Cage, Power Man. Are you familiar with the show? This yeah. Netflix show, this Marvel yeah. show? Charles Bradley's in it. No, who the fuck is he? He's, he plays himself. In the club with Cottonmouth. Oh. With, with Mar- Marshahala Ali. Oh, beautiful! What he's he's just sitting there drinking water, and he's performing on stage in the club, and like, Yo, it, it oh cuts, my god, it cuts the Luke Cage like fighting people and shit. Yeah. And it's ain't it a sin, bro? It's so cool! I want to rewatch that scene. Oh yeah, I, I watched it today. And I, I oh I, my I, god, I totally didn't even because like Jaidena's in it. I don't know if you know who that is, but Jaidena. I don't think so. He is the artist that he always wears like a really nice suit. And he's got like a cane. I don't he's know. Very handsome, light skinned young man. Mm-mm. And he has that song that goes, "I'm a classic man." Oh yes, 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 yes. That yes. guy, he's in it too. And there's a lot. There's a lot of artists in that show. Uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> um <clears throat> that's so funny that it, it was in TV because I I wrote it sounds like something from a Tarantino film. It's, it's like like Cage, the the, which, the cutting of yeah. is just like it's, it's perfect for like you should watch it because it's I, him, yeah. like. In that really cool lighting with like he has like a hoodie on and he's like beating the fuck out of people. I know the scene you're talking about. The one where they're like shooting him and shit and then like when he leaves his hoodie's like has like bullet holes and shit yeah, in it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. There's a lot of good music and like there's Wu Tang in it. And yes. Method Man shows up. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of good art like in music in the show. I think there's yeah. like Basquiat, like the painter. Mm-hmm. He, like some of his paintings are in the background. It's like um it so that show surprisingly celebrates art so well. It does. It celebrates New York art. Yeah, so well. yeah, New York art. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. it, it does. It, it, it pays a lot of homage. Um, this lyric: "If you ain't gonna do me right, I might just do you in." <laughs> it's so badass. It is. It is. It's fucking like this song just says like, "Oh my god," it gets you. Yeah, it gets you fucking it's, going. It's it's like a, it's a fight song. It's a pretty it's much, a, yeah. You know, as much as we probably didn't fight or anything, yeah. It's a fight song. That's all I got. Type song, yeah. <laughs> Things we do for love. When I first heard this title, I thought it was that that I think it's by the band Ten CC. Things we do for love. <laughs> Things we do. For... It's not. It's an original song that they wrote together. Uh, okay. That's um. That's good. The ooze. Like that are like after some of his lines, the ooh, well, those are some of the radio sounds on the entire fucking album. I will say. Um, and then this whole this whole song is all about love. Like there's some, it's the things you do for love, the absence of love, the completeness that loves me that may that love makes you feel, and then the things you would do to keep love. Um, and then a line that is just really cool, but like pretty, very. Deep, very wise sounding is you set fire to a burning man bro i only know what to write about that i just had to whoa i just had to share it whoa let's break that out down for a second because he's can. already he's a burning man yeah so he's already going through it and she just fucking added to hit what he's going through yeah she set fire to a burning wow man. this bitch wow Incredible. I know. I don't. I d- incredible. It's straight, straight for the, from the damn soul. Yes, that is incredible. So, that's it. 
Wow. Yeah, it's... Oh, my God. You set fire to a burning man. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It was hard for me to pick uh, lyrics from these songs. I agree. Only because the verses are so short. Yeah. I didn't really know what to pick and whatever, whatever. So, I don't really have... It's hard to highlight. I don't have extensive notes on on these songs. It's fine. Um, but it, I love it all. It's it's like we keep saying, you have to hear it for yourself. Us talking about this album, I will say, does not do it justice. I really hope if we you, just want people to listen to it. If you've never listened to this album before and you're just a fan of us, I really appreciate that. But I think yes, I think this. I hope it's a good stepping off point to finding. Music that maybe you wouldn't try, yes, per se, because you know the the purpose of this podcast is to maybe do popular albums and get people to watch us, but then to do album like this that maybe you know not everybody's listened to, yeah, and then sh- and bring you these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music, and then in the future we say, hey, go back and listen to episode nine, yeah, because we did Charles Bradley and every and he deserves everyone's love, yeah. So in two years, we'll tell you how to listen to this shit again. Yeah. It's just how it is. But yeah, that's track number eight. Crazy for your love. Yeah. I thought it was a Beyonce cover. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm gonna. Randy's fucking driving over there. Um. Some of the lyrics are talking about like looking for love when it's like right there. And you just don't even... Can we pause for a second? Absolutely. All right. Just clap or something when you're ready. Sorry, I had to, I was I wanted another biscuit. Yo, me too, son. It's all good. So we had to take a little <laughs> bit of a break. Uh, I think I'm out of ginger ale. So I should have got that. Maybe. Oh, man. Fuck. Okay, never mind. It's okay. I got a little bit. Are you sure? I'm good. Because the magic of... Okay, we good. I have water if you need it too. Um, so yeah, Charles, I had to get more food. Son. We're, we're talking about Charles Bradley. And uh, his beautiful, beautiful voice. Yes. We are uh, track number eight now, Crazy for Your Love. All right. Um, so, yeah, you're just looking for love, like when it's like right. It's close, but it's not entirely there. You good? These biscuits are just still blowing my mind. <laughs> still blowing your mind? I know. You're like, um, And then just like everything you want to do to be loved by someone even if they hurt you over and over I'm again. Sorry to interrupt. You good? What's up? But I think biscuits are the perfect food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to fucking not really even care for biscuits oh. back when I was stupid. I don't even know why. They're so good. Angel's biscuits are the perfect food. And, and I'm going to fuck around and I'm, I'm going to make them fall in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> Get in line, son. I'm trying. Um, You're married. I know. All right, go on. What you got? What you got? There he is. Oh, my God. Oh. I love this man. Yes. He's going to fuck around. And is he coming in? Me... Come on. You coming in? Come on in, son. Listen to me. These are the best guys. Chef Angel's back. I thought he left, and I was really disappointed. Mm-mm. What's up? You got a story? You got you something got to say? Oh, okay. Angel, thank you so much. It's so good. Oh, my Next God. Next week, he just told me, it's going to be wild. Oh, I'll have to know after this. <laughs> He's starting the food tomorrow. What is it, sourdough? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. It's amazing. This song, the yeah, the break in love, the love of, oh my God. 
I can't even do I can't do it. I wish I could sing like that. Nelson, hit it. You good at it. I can't do it. Oh, shit. It's I can't. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't. That's okay. <clears throat> what you got? You lost, you lost in that damn biscuit. I don't even want to talk. You ain't even lost in thought. You lost in the biscuit. I don't even want to talk anymore, Rob. I just want to eat this food. I wish everybody could eat See, Chef Angel's food. After listening to all these great songs at the beginning of this album, I when I when I play this album all the way through, I just kind of drift through these last couple. Of them. They are amazing. I don't particularly know the names of each songs, but I'll put it on my headphones or put it on my LP or whatever my record player. I just fucking vibe to it and vibe to the last bit of these songs. Yeah. Um, and they're just as good as the first half. But like, oh yeah. But by the time you get halfway through it, you just like you just go, you just go off with it. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Do you have anything in particular you'd like to share for this song? No. Um. Okay, we can move right into um. You think I don't know, but I do. Which is yes. it's up there. It's either number one or number two for me. For really? My favorites. Yeah. Really. I'm yeah. so glad that you like different songs than I. I know that's I've noticed that recently like we it's such a good the Johnny Cash album me and you were like opposite ends of what we liked amazing yeah I Um, really appreciate that but you think I don't know but I know I love it um yeah the the drums the piano and the backup vocals for the song it's a whole thing I think what's missing a lot of times in modern music and pop music and stuff is a live band Oh, 100%. It's the real instrumentation. It changes everything. Yeah. When there's, because you got to think, like, imagine, like, uh, the three of us sitting in a room. You're on drums. I'm on. I would be on bass, but yes. Okay, bass. Perfect. Okay, bass. I'll take drums. Randy's on keyboard. Imagine, like, and then. I just don't think Randy has the finger dexterity to be on keyboard. Bitch, you don't know me. I don't know. Word on the street is. (laughs) Word on the street is he does. So, I don't know, son. Um, <laughs> um, they call him Twelve Finger Randy. You know that shit. You don't like that joke? Was that a dad joke? Continue. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, but being able to be in a room with other musicians and all of you just jam out and you're all on the same page, just doing the Have same. Have you ever jammed with somebody? No, but I want to so it's, bad. I've only done it one time. This is my dear friend Justin Spanos. I was on bass. I just played fucking random ass bass lines and he followed me, my lead. Oh my God. And he's a great guitarist. He's beautiful. He made the theme song to this podcast. Yes. And the outro song. But it felt like we were making love. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. No, it didn't really feel that. But it felt like an intimate thing that, you know, people don't really understand. But I think that's what, uh, because artists have like this connection through music. And I think that, is what maybe is missing for some people. And they it, the fact that they don't get to experience this, even though I've only experienced it once and it was sorry amazing. And I would like to do it more. I just haven't been so busy. I haven't been able to touch my bass. No, get on it. Set 10 minutes a day. I say that all the time, but like, I still don't know how to play my harmonica or anything. Well, you're just blowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said last week, it's harder than you thought. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, whatever. No, but yeah, that is true. Like that is missing a lot in music yeah. because it, it does it. It's so because this important. album. I'm so sorry to cut you no, off a little good. bit, but I think this album would sound totally, totally different if he's just doing like 
it would suck. background like yeah. computer noises. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. You know what I'm saying. Like if the if the producers on like Fruity Loops or whatever, mm-hmm. just making some bullshit, and but an actual band. I think that's what the difference is. Sorry, I'm lost in this biscuit. Hold lost on. in the sauce. Mm-hmm. You should never get lost in the sauce. Um, this song, I feel like, is just doing what you need to do for you. Um. And sometimes, like, having to make the choice at, like, a certain time, like, where you got to, like, cut someone out, even if you love that person, you just know they ain't for you. You got to, you got to separate. Um, one of the lines is, yeah, you took my emotions, now get away from me. That's some heavy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yep. I know exactly. I what gave you all my emotions. Now get away from me. I gave them to you, fucking just took them, and you didn't appreciate them. You abused them. I've been there. Now just get away from me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it's some crazy. That's a heavy, heavy. Fucking I feel like line. Charles Bradley is the most unappreciated man of all time. Yeah, you can make that argument. I can't. I can't <laughs> rebuttal. So I, you win you know, right now. You know. Yeah. It uh, wasn't until later in life. You know, he only had six years of appreciation. Oh, fuck. Damn. Not a long time. No, not a long time. Wow. That is crazy. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully, reincarnation's real, and this was his training on becoming James Brown, and he reincarnated <laughs> James Brown. That's what I think. This training. All right. So, track number ten, change um, for the world. Yeah. See, this is an interesting song because it's all about what he wanted. You know what we talked about earlier of him. If he just showed enough love, the world could change. Then people would be inspired to show love themselves. And I think that's the whole thesis of this song. Yes. And almost the album. Almost. Um, but this I song, I, <laughs> I don't know. This song, though, I feel like it's a little edgier. And the horns, when they come in, it almost sounds like a battle cry. Okay. And that's, his, a, that's a good idea. That's a good thought. And his vocals on it almost sound like a preacher's like enunciation. Like, okay, bro, this man sweat- like anno- he's anointed right this now. This man sweats like a preacher. He looks a little like, sweaty like, in that photo. I don't know. Well, not, not really in the photo, but if you watch him on stage and he's got he like sweats. this jacket on and this, yeah, like, whatever, whatever, he's got sweat pouring down his face. Yo, I don't know if you ever been to a black church before. Yeah, but uh, it is quite the experience. On top of that, the a lot of the preachers have like a like a handkerchief or something yeah bro they get so fu- they got these beautiful suits on but they get so yeah. fucking sweaty mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's what Charles that energy that's what, that, bro speaking of that i want that fucking shirt he's wearing that could beautiful. you imagine having that much energy at 62 no how much energy you put out there on Sometimes he, I don't left, have energy at 26, he left his whole fucking body on stage like his whole soul on stage when he performed mm-hmm. this is the opening theme for hbo's tv show barry never watched it that's a good dude Henry Winkler, Fonzie. Okay. He plays... Okay, you know what the show's about? My dad watched no. it. I've watched a few episodes with him. No idea. Uh, Barry is is the guy from SNL. He's very funny. Bill Hader. Bill Hader plays an assassin turned actor. Oh, no fucking way. I fucking love Bill Hader. Oh, yeah. And uh, like he's like trying to be an assassin. Like he's doing, trying to hit his target or whatever. But he's falls in love with this actress chick. Dude. And, like he's a really good actor. And Henry Winkler, Fonzie, plays like the, the drama Fonz. teacher. 
<laughs> it's a good show. It oh is a good God. show. It's on it's HBO. Y'all gotta get HBO Max. It might be Showtime. I don't know. But it's it's one of the, it's one of those shows. Okay. Damn, I gotta watch it. It's a it. good show. I've only seen clips for it and I would like to watch the whole thing. Yeah. But it's a good show. That's a good concept. It, he's really show. Oh yeah. He's really good at it too. <clears throat> um this like whole and I ain't afraid to love you. See that that is a, I'm sorry. I'm yo, so sorry. Yo, but go talk on, about go Barry. On, go on, go on. That is a respectful choice to use as a theme song versus <laughs> r- no, am I fucking wrong? No, you're not. Cuz this song good. is not about you know his mom passing away and that show is not about kids fucking pillows. <laughs> so I yeah. approve of Bill Hader choosing this. I approve. There's there there are right ways to do things. You know? Yes, there are right ways and there are wrong things. Check it out on HBO. It's it is HBO? HBO? HBO. All right, okay. motherfuckers better pay us after all those views. Um, HBO. <laughs> so some of these lines, and I ain't afraid to love. You see, I come with, I come with open arms. Stop hiding behind religion. Hate is poison wow. in the blood. Heaven is crime. The world is shaken. God is unhappy. The moon is breaking. Blood is spilling. God is coming. What are you gonna do? Holy shit, bro! I don't even think I've digested that. Like when listening to it, yeah, those yeah. lyrics, like you mm-hmm. just hear him singing and vibing or whatever. I'm not hungry yeah. after I just read it. Holy shit! Wow, that's something to fucking think about, man. Because he's like, "Hate is poison in the blood. Heaven is crime." You don't even hear that he says, "Heaven is crime," and the world is shaking. God is unhappy. The moon is breaking. Blood is spilling. God is coming. What are you gonna do? That is like some preacher shit right there. Yeah. But that's like, this song is fucking raw and Whoa. in your fucking face. Yeah. But yeah. smoothly in your face. Dog. Like, you don't even know it's coming. You don't even know. But it's almost basically, subliminal. change for the better for the world. Like, if you change and you change, that next person might change. The next person might change. You might knock down those motherfucking dominoes. Sure. And then that will eventually help change the whole world. Yeah. And that's what this man is trying to do. Sure. He's trying to spread the love to help change the world. He's trying to change everyone's minds to help change the fucking world, which is... Dog, I don't know. Wow. That's all I got on that song. That's beautiful, It's though. powerful shit. Wow. So the last song, Slow Love. Oh, my God. We bring it down to... Not a halt, but it slows, it slows down a bit. No, it's just a fucking jam, dog. That's yeah. all it is. It's soul and emotion, baby. It really does. It kind of like, it like after that last yeah, song, it like it brings it down. Yeah, and gives, gives it a smooth landing. Uh, what What's interesting about this song and kind of how it ends? It, I love how it ends because he's. Do you want me to lay down some lines before and then you can close it with the ending? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'd cross the sea, but you and me again. We're just going back to like loving what he would do. Um. To sing the same old song as long as you are mine, just to be true, I can be true too. It's interesting that he would sing all these lyrics about love and then like say in interviews that he never felt true love from anybody. Because he just wasn't understood. Just longing for it. Yeah, it's it's kinda of sad. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Damn sad, huh? right. So the way this end ends is he's just vibing and he's singing. And it slowly fades away, but you can hear him say, 
uh, this is an evil world we're living in, and it just fades out, and he's continuing to talk, and you can't hear what he says, but it keeps going, mm-hmm. and it fades. But it's such, a, like, a juxtapose, big fucking triple A word right there, mm. Fine. to the beginning of the album, where he's like, you know, America is amazing, and whatever, but then he ends it like, we're leaving, living in an evil world, like, we gotta change this world, Yeah, but it's a fucking evil-ass world we're living in currently. Oh my god! Yeah, it's poetic. It's really good. Yo, when albums like this are so good, and almost you you don't really want to say simple, but there's not a lot of the lyrics because it's just so much emotion just in it. When it comes down to the opening and then the closing, it almost turns the whole thing into like a concept of like how it makes a person feel. Yeah. So I don't know. <sighs> Wow! Yeah, dog. He just wrote ten and ten on the food and the album. That is the first time that's ever happened. I think. Uh, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you like Charles Bradley that much. I yeah, I feel like I really wish I would have known who he was. That's. Sooner. I mean, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, it gets me like fucking like I feel it like when he's singing like it's so it's so honest. That's the thing. It's yeah. so fucking honest. And it's so raw. Like, just, I don't know. I just, to to speak so candidly about his own experiences and his music and in interviews, and to just, just take on love for people and want to take on, like, pain and the burden of everybody else, just, it is Excuse me. refreshing. And also so sad because he was so unappreciated for so long. Okay. So you read it 10 at 10. Yeah, dog. Uh, damn. You don't have to rate it 10. No, but the food is definitely a 9 point. You said 10 at the beginning. No, it's not. It's a not. Now that Angel left the room, he's not going to hear me say this. But <laughs> it's a 9.2. Only because I bought, bit into the chicken, I didn't know it had bone in it. And I got scared. Oh, he missed a bone? I have a bone in my chicken. Oh, shit. He missed a bone? I thought that was a piece of chicken this I, whole time. I was so oh, mad you weren't too. eating it. No, I didn't. I think it was an artistic choice. It might have been for the shape. Um, so we did do chicken thighs. He wanted thighs it, for the bones. It might have been my own fuck up, but that's why it kind of gets hit a little hit a little oh. bit. I mean, it tastes amazing. Yeah, but that's why it gets a hit a little bit. Hey, that ain't bad. Nine point two on the food. It's still nine album. Nine point eight. Nice. I'm so generous with my ratings. Oh yeah, I only don't give it a ten. Because of uh, the last couple songs aren't as memorable as the f- like the first half of the album. Yeah, that's true. And I think that hits it a little bit, but yeah. it's still such a good fucking album. I think, I think what brings 8. it back up to a 10 for me is track 10. Okay. When I was really just like in the zone, just listening and reading, just like, sure. holy shit. Um, there's lines in it that make it that far. That, but my, so my final, my final thought. I'm going to try and make this a habit for me. If I can, if in the moment, if I can culminate something to write down, I'm going to try and do this each week. We need to redirect people to this album down in the future because we owe it to this music and to this man. And I'm excited to share and help spread some love for Charles Bradley. And again, thank you for showing him to me. Um, His story is amazing and so painful yet full of beauty and I'm so happy to share my feelings on this album and to share this album with people. His so. his story is 
quite the American one. And I think it's appropriate yes. that he starts it off with God bless America because, mm -hmm. you know, he went all through these heartaches and pains and he, you know, he, he got the opportunity to travel the country. He saw the country, how beautiful it was. A little bit yes. of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Canada. And, and he, you know, he lived in California for a bit and he came home. He lived in California and New York. And then he got the opportunity to create this music and spread his message of love and unity and, 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 and it's just beautiful. It's just, it's beautiful. It's American. And everybody should have Charles Bradley in their rotation. Thank you. Beautiful. Yes. So that was Charles Bradley changes. Yes. Uh, man, I, <laughs> we got to stop doing these, like these low albums. Like, I know. These, yeah, sad, next like, week. these emotional albums. Next week, we have a big fucking great episode for everybody here. Yes. So at Gastral Traveling, what we're doing every 10 episodes. What we doing, dog? Every 10 episodes, we are having a Kanye West album. Yay, we're gonna yay, hit. Yay. We're Sorry, gonna I'm hit. So excited. That's okay. So finally excited. We're hitting every single one of his his whole discography from College Dropout to Jesus is King to whatever he releases in the meantime. Yes. But every 10 weeks, every 10th episode, we're starting next week with College Dropout, Kanye West. I'm so excited. And, you know, I can't wait till we get to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because that's my favorite fucking album of all time. Bro, five hour episode. <laughs> oh, shit. We're going to have. Uh, anyways. That's it for me, dog. That is it from all of us. If anybody yeah. has any orders of business. No, I'm just super excited. This episode was, you guys killed it this Thanks, week. Dog. Thanks, dog. I'm excited man. for next week. Yeah. Randy, big fan. We're all big fans <laughs> of Kanye. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks for traveling with us. Yes. Thank you, guys. And we, uh, we'll see you uh, next week with, with Kanye West. Oh. Thank you. Have a good night, y'all.